Hello and welcome to this episode of the Sticky Note Marketing Show. I'm your host, Mary Zarnecki, and I am so excited to introduce you today to Sam Fallon. I am thrilled to have her as part of our guest expert series. Sam is a marketing consultant who helps brands establish a business strategy around sustainability and then translate that story to the marketplace to better connect with consumers. She spent her career at the intersection of business and social impact using storytelling and authentic communications to generate impact across industries from clean tech to environmental conservation to nonprofit media. So welcome, Sam. I'm so excited to have you here on the show today. Thank you, Mary. I'm thrilled to be here and really looking forward to this conversation. Awesome. Well, for those who are listening or watching this episode who haven't gotten a chance to meet you before, tell us a little bit about how you got to this space, this intersection of sustainability and marketing. Sure, sure. Well, yeah, as you mentioned, I've, I've spent my career in marketing and the common thread has always been the opportunity really to work with purpose-driven organizations, whether that was in the clean tech space, you know, pursuing renewable energy solutions, or in my earlier days with National Geographic and sort of the media and conservation space, there's always been this sort of beautiful balance of business and impact. And when I sort of ex started expanding beyond my little bubble of friends and colleagues in the sustainability space, I realized that not all businesses see that as um, just like a given that you can do well by doing good. So that really brought me to this place where I wanted to work with more businesses and more organizations to help them set a sustainability strategy that really can do it all. It's pretty amazing. They can meet their revenue objectives and grow their businesses while also keeping people, planet, really social impact concepts at the heart of their strategy. So that's what brought me to develop Hawk and Hair Marketing. And that's what I uh, love working with brands on creating. And I love it. The work that you do at Hawk and Heron is so needed, especially because I know we were chatting about this, that there's a challenge that a lot of organizations, business leaders, professionals are, are facing, which is this concept of green hushing. So I'd love to unpack that a little bit with you because I know a lot of our listeners, marketers, business owners, professionals might be familiar with the term greenwashing, but tell us a little bit about what's really going on with this, this green hushing phenomenon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Greenwashing as a concept, I think folks are pretty familiar with. And unfortunately, it's come out of a, a very real issue where, you know, companies are sticking their product in some, you know, brown craft paper packaging and, and, you know, calling it green all of a sudden. So there has been a push for greater regulation, greater, uh, you know, integrity behind these uh, strategies. However, it's sort of the pendulum, I think, has swung a little bit now to a point where many brands are anxious to even come out and try to do anything in this socially conscious space. So especially for companies that are already purpose-driven and have this sense of mission within their DNA, they're very hesitant to uh, put a goal out there or put a claim out there that they feel could subject them to any kind of backlash or canceling. And it's so unfortunate because it really is causing this sort of paralysis around not wanting to say or do the wrong thing. And then so many brands opt not to do anything. So 
the pendulum has to swing back a little bit, I think now where, you know, brands can kind of step into what they can authentically say with integrity, with, you know, a real business process to back it up, but uh, really tell their story loud and proud. I, I love that. I mean, I think it's a really important thing to talk about because I know you, you and I both have this love for helping people tell their story, right? Find yeah. what is unique. What is it that you do so well that you can, you can bring value to someone who needs it, who wants it, who's looking for it. But it it's kind of funny that those who probably actually do have and are doing great work, working in integrity, doing these great things yeah. are the ones who may not be talking about it because they don't necessarily want to feel like they're bragging right? or that absolutely using this as a tool to to kind of sway an audience versus really being able to in- integrate that well with integrity into into that public story so so is that kind of the link so when you think about you know marketing I know a lot of yep. professional marketers executives that I work with you know, they, they think about it as two separate divisions. Oh, our CSR people are over there. Our assistant right, right. are over there. That doesn't really have anything to do with us. So how, how can we start to bridge that gap? What, what is the solution there? Yeah, there are so many opportunities to do that. And it's funny that it, this often lives elsewhere. Sometimes it's like an extracurricular if it's a really small organization, or maybe it even came from the finance team with impact investors. But the a marketer has such a key role to play in this work. And really building these strategies are just going to amplify the marketing efforts already underway. So when you think about the the marketer's role, your role, the marketer has the voice of customer. They are the closest, most connected function to what's going on in the market, the feedback they're getting from buyers and customers. And these days, I mean, customers are pretty savvy. They really want brands to take a stand. They want businesses to be conscious of the impact they're making. And so they're really looking to hear that story. And so again, when brands kind of fall back into that green hushing mode, they're, they're leaving a gap that, that customers really want filled and who better to fill that gap than the marketer. And so that doesn't mean, you know, make up a claim and throw it out there as a headline, but of course, you know, it, it really can come from, a creative marketing space. I feel those are folks who really have a sense of how to put a story together and then you can back it up. It's, 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 it's possible to, to start from that point without, you know, originating necessarily from ESG goals or scope one, two, three emissions. It doesn't have to be that complex. No. And I think you bring up a really, a really important point is that 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 ownership of the un- audience understanding and if an organization is truly going to be audience led or audience centric or consumer centric whatever term yeah. you yeah know, yeah pick of the day it's really the marketer and the marketing team that has that ownership right so they're bringing in perspectives right they'll ideally if they're doing their job mm-hmm. right, like bring yeah, in yeah. the customer service team and sales who are all on the front lines you know engaging but I think it's really interesting that that knowledge needs to be shared so that, you know, for example, if it does live in a different department, really understanding, well, what is worthwhile investing in, not just because it's good for us, good for the environment, but also is actually going to create meaning, could actually be meaningful to 
our our audience. I think that's really really interesting that 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 can sometimes not happen. That communication gets blocked. Yes, yes, it's so true. And again, bringing it back to that audience, it's really about what is going to matter to them. The the brand doesn't have to do everything. You don't have to do everything in order to do something. It can be one targeted and really meaningful step you make. And of course that, that well could originate on the marketing side of the house. I think that's important that you're talking about. It doesn't have to be everything, right? We don't have to be changing our entire messaging platform or campaigns because I know, I'm sure you hear it all the time too. And you know, people and many people in marketing as I do. And the one thing I always hear from them is I'm so busy. <laughs> We've got yes. So many things on our plate and we're getting pulled in so many directions. And as soon as you know, we celebrate the success of one campaign. Oh, that's right. This next campaign. Absolutely. Right. So for, for those marketers that are, and and even small business owners that are constantly just trying to keep the thing going, what, what is the value of really thinking about this? Why, why should they care about this now? Why, why is this something that they should take some of that precious time and actually allocate to? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's daunting when it feels like another thing on your plate rather than something that can just build an even more solid foundation to amplify everything you're already doing. You already have nurture series and loyalty programs, and you're already putting all this content out there. This, this would feed into that. This helps enhance the, the brand love, loyalty, adoption that are, that's going to help hit those marketing targets, hit your revenue goals, hit your customer count objectives. It's not meant to be something additional. It's meant to be a booster to what's already going on. And and oftentimes I speak with folks and they they have a sense of, okay, sustainability, implementing a strategy around that, it's going to be an added cost, but but shifting from that mindset of thinking about it as a cost to really an investment in an asset, that asset being your brand, what could be more valuable than that? And really thinking about how it can lead to differentiation. It can lead to revenue increases through smoothing your conversions. And it can, you know, even reduce costs, reduce risks. That's if you want to talk to your compliance and, and accounting side of the house. But um, really there's, there's so much good inherent in a strategy like this, it's important to like kind of reframe it from a cost, another thing to do, and really think about it more as a baseline. No, I think, I think that's a really valid point because it may not be net net an actual cost, right? It may actually end up generating a pretty, pretty good ROI, pretty good return. Yeah. You obviously have a lot of passion for this topic. I I obviously do too. And I know not everyone who sees the opportunity or sees this or is curious about doing more in this space might have the same level of enthusiasm or, or the same experience even. Mm-hmm. What what do you do when you're when you're working with clients as part of Hawk and Heron? How do you help them get excited about this, right? Because there is work involved, right? So they're, they're sure, yep. You, but how do you how do you help your clients really see the positive and, and stay upbeat about it? Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I think so many people go into marketing and go into this work from a place of creativity. Some of the most creative people I know have found themselves in this vocation, and 
something like, you know, climate change, which is existentially scary, but, but doesn't have to be that. It could be, you know, an opportunity to put some constraints around these creative creative solutions. It doesn't have to be so doom and gloom. So when you think about constraints, you know, sometimes it feels confining, but other times it really is the pathway toward some incredibly creative and exciting solutions you might not otherwise have been led to. So, you know, if you're going uh, through the process and you realize in order to do the the rewilding and reforestation that's going to make sense to your brand, well, of course, you don't have to go out and do that. You can partner with an incredible organization already doing that. And so the opportunities for partnerships or for other mechanisms that you might not have uh, been incorporating already in your marketing strategy really can grow out of this work. It is work, like you said, but it's also, I feel, just such an opportunity to explore the new bounds of where businesses will be going. Many are starting to go, but honestly, three, five, ten years from now, it's I expect it to be kind of table stakes. So it makes sense to start now, and I'm so excited when I can work with people uh, to get a jump on that. No, it's so true. And and the work you do, I know you you bring the, your enthusiasm to people, even if they even if they don't have that experience. So helping them, like you said earlier, start small. It doesn't have to be massive change all at once. So I know I love a good story. Most people have a good story. Do you have any examples or stories or kind of things you can share? Either things that you've been inspired by, companies doing out in the market, clients you've worked with and, and helped. It could be big companies. I know we've got folks listening to this who are executives at really large global organizations. We've also got small local business owners. So it could be really a business of any size, but is there something that you would want to share as a, a good story just to help people understand what this really looks like? So when it's when it's done well, what is what could this look like for an organization? Yeah, absolutely. Well, one of my favorite examples out there in the wild that you know I haven't had anything to do with, but as a consumer, because marketers are people too, right? As a consumer, I feel so inspired by is Vital Farms, the the egg company, you've probably seen them on your supermarket shelf. I think they do such an amazing job at leveraging storytelling to uh, to boost their uh, to, to back up their premium price point to enhance uh, consumer loyalty. I mean, I know I go straight to those eggs every time because I love reading the little story inside about the chicken who laid the egg. It's such a um, a beautiful example of how you can uh, bring storytelling to sustainable and conscious work that's going on. So that's um, one brand that I always point to as sort of like the gold standard of, of what a company could be doing. One of my favorite projects I've worked on with a client is establishing a what we're calling a, a brand promise. So really the, the pillars that the organization is going to align behind and then how they can convert that into messaging for their consumers. So what does this brand want to put a line in the sand around their people, both their customers, you know, we promise XYZ business practice, but also their employees who are looking for that greater sense of purpose. We promise we're going to, you know, meet these certain thresholds for our employees, as well as sustainability goals out in in the marketplace. So 
there was a lot of conversation with this particular client around the, the carbon neutral, the net zero, like how best to meet the objectives of the business. And it really, to me, it was such a, uh, such a great example of how we balance principle with pragmatism and think about profit centers while also thinking about, you know, the impact that wants to be made by a business. Cause at the end of the day, it's not a nonprofit. It's, you know, in the, in the business of making money, but how can the storytelling really further those efforts? No. And that those pillars, that roadmap that you're able to help them create it, it influences all different parts of the organization too, right? Because it depends, okay, well, in operations, what are we actually going to invest in? What are we going to prioritize? How is this coming Absolutely. to life with marketing and communications? And I think that's just, I think that's amazing. So, yeah, absolutely right. Yeah, thank you. Amazing. Well, I know uh, your time is valuable. I appreciate you coming and, and sharing your wisdom and experience with our with our listeners and watchers. Is there anything if you're you know could speak directly to some of the the professionals and business owners listening? What would you encourage them you know with? What might be some parting words words for them today? Yeah, I I would just say if you're if you listened this far into this episode, then you have at least a little interest in this topic of sustainability. You know that consumers are out there, they're demanding it, they want it. I would say just don't hesitate and don't um, operate from a place of fear and concern around what you're gonna put out there. I would say jump in feet first and really, you know, heading into this new year here, how can how can these goals really amplify the work you're already doing? And just parting words would be to start small, pick one initiative and do it really well and tell that story really clearly to the right folks at the right time. And you really can't lose. Fantastic. Well, for any of you listening who are wanting to do that, but not quite sure that you want to do it alone, definitely we'll be including the links to get in touch with Sam where you're listening to or watching this episode. So highly recommend reaching out to further continue the conversation if you've got questions yeah. that, about anything that we brought up today. So thank Absolutely. you so much, Sam, for, for joining us. And I look forward to seeing what comes next, what case studies and, and stories we hear from you next. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Mary. Great speaking with you. Absolutely. And I'll see everyone else on the next episode of Sticky Note Marketing. Cheers.